When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Get Up, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Speaking of perfection, how can this show get any better? We got Ryan Clark joining us here for the second hour of today's post-Thanksgiving show. You look good today. We are fired up to show you this statement of the night from the Dallas Cowboys, who were hosting the Commanders on Thanksgiving Day. Dan, oh, let's pick it up. 8.33 left in the second quarter. Cowboys up 7-3. First and 10 from the Washington 31. It's back to Brandon Cooks. Yeah, counter punches. You show one thing as an offense, and then you come back with option B or option C. I love it. Now, for Washington, this was a good drive. Sam Howell, the counter option. Go one way, find a way to get into the end zone. That offense struggled for most of the game, found a way to get in. Cowboys up 14-10. Second and 10 from their own 38. Here's a little bit of a little bit of a break here for the Cowboys. No, or... yeah, sometimes you know quarterbacks we get bad interception. Defensive line tips the ball or goes through receiver's hands, ends up a pick. You get mad. This is the opposite. You get a, like a little bit of a break, and then I love Tony Pollard Tony trusting Pollard. the front side of those blocks and physically finding a way to get in at the goal line. Cowboys up 20 to 10 at the half. Early fourth quarter. Now Commanders down 23 to 10. They got a fourth and one at their own 34. Jonathan Hankins with a sack. Just chaos. The, the, the way that the chaotic aspect of this defensive line made the Washington offensive line so spread out. And, you know, guys, the Brandon Cooks touch on, I said option B or option C, that counterpunch. This is another example of that. They show one thing and get to a different option. C.D. Lamb, that made it 31-10 after a two-point conversion. Now six minutes left in the game, third and six on the Washington 34. This is Prescott to Cavante Turpin. The route is on. And so is the celebration. They're jumping around in the Salvation Army bin. They got turkey legs in there. Look at that, wrapped up in aluminum foil. Just waiting there for that touchdown. That is, uh, that, that is the Cowboys having some fun on Thanksgiving. 4.50 left in the game. Commander second and 10. Uh, Deron Bland with his weekly pick six. <laughs> He's got five pick sixes yeah. this year. The Jets have scored nine touchdowns. Yeah, well, remember we were all worried about what they're going to do without Trayvon Diggs? The answer is Deron Bland going to score every single week. Cowboys roll. Here's Dak Prescott talking about the turkey leg Salvation Army celebration. Say, I actually go talk to Coach before every game, and sure enough, I called him as he was talking to Jerry, and so I mentioned it, and of course Jerry liked it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, at that point, my direction was just to make sure we're up and the game was in hand. And so uh, the first, what, the touchdown, two CD, and then following two-point conversion, if you watch them, kind of like, is it time? Can we do it? I'm like, no, we'll get another one. Uh, and sure enough, right after the, the one to Terp was like, yeah, let's go for it. And so, and it was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, Ryan Clark joining us now. And, and uh, so has Dak Prescott been good since that 49er game. Well, what are you seeing with Dak and the Cowboys last, whatever, five, six games they've played? 
I mean, I mean, the first thing you're seeing is confidence. I think secondly, you're seeing that Dak Prescott is willing to use his legs, willing to create time in the pocket, which he hasn't been comfortable doing since his lower body injury a few years back. And then you think about the fact that they've now decided to target C.D. Lamb, treat him as a number one, as Dan Orlovsky asked for weeks ago. But then you're seeing the other guys come along. The first pass early on in the game, it was about Michael Gallup. It was about Jake Ferguson. We saw Brandon Cooks get involved. And then that allowed C.D. Lamb to get involved in the game more organically. And now with Dak Prescott playing at such a high level, the defense can do what it does best, which is pin its ears back, rush the quarterback, and also create turnovers. But it still doesn't matter until we see this happen in a big game, until we see who Dak Prescott and this offense can be in critical situational football moments. Yes, he played amazing against the Philadelphia Eagles, but it was late in that game with he and Mike McCartney with time management, making the right decisions, putting this team in the right place to execute. We know that they can score points. We know that Dak Prescott can play top-tier football at the quarterback position. But is it going to matter and is it going to count when you play the best teams in the most important moments? Mike T, you think they've actually shown something during this stretch that makes you more confident going forward when they do play those good teams again? Yeah, absolutely. It's how do they get better from within? It's young tight ends like Luke Schoomaker, Jake Ferguson. What's remarkable is a year ago we were talking about is it Jalen Tolbert, is it Michael Gallup? Those guys are actually afterthoughts, guys. Ten different Cowboys caught passes yesterday. They are much more diverse on offense than they've been. And then on the other side of the ball, they overcame some big injuries. We've already talked about Deron Bland and Marquis Bell. But going back to offense here, that seam route to Jake Ferguson. throw. Yeah, that's better than what Dalton Schultz could have done. They're getting better at the tight end position. Mm. And outside, again, they have a lot more volume than they've had in the past. A very good performance by Dallas Cowboys. I love the toss plays in their run game. Dak threw the ball downfield well. RC, you talk about his eyes. I think the... The, or excuse me, his legs, I think the best part of it is it's not just running. It's running and trying to go create mm. big plays, you know, with his eyes downfield. And I think that's kind of the thing that I've certainly lost sight of. Like, this, first of all, great block by Tony Pollard. Climbs outside the left of his pocket. Goes to throw. Nope, not there. All right, so that's, that's the right decision in that moment to go use your legs, keep your eyes downfield. Escapes to the right of the pocket. Now, watch how his eyes stay downfield. He's not just trying to get away from bad. He's trying to go create good for their offense. Obviously a nice bounce there, but these two are awesome. Again, climb from the left side or up the left side of the pocket. Eyes downfield. This ball is going to be snapped from the 38-yard line going down inside the 10. That's 20-plus yards. And now this ball is going to be snapped at the 15. He climbs or evades to the left. And this is an absolute rope kind of across his body as he resets for another 20-plus yards. You're talking 40 to 50 yards of offense strictly because the quarterback Got rid of the, got away from bad, and then went created good. Really, really good win. Really, really good win. Let's 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 have this conversation, RC, Mike T, and Dan, in the context of like the college football playoff. If if the Cowboys and we were doing that, it would be eye test versus resume. Because we consider and say, man, they look like a good football team. That's not surprising. They beat nobody. They beat absolutely nobody. Yep. The, the last three teams that they yep. played against: 28th on defense, 31st on defense, 32nd on defense. So good performances, but we, like we don't right. know anything different. Dan, we're on the precipice of yeah, them but going this is the, two months. Go ahead, RC. 
No, but, but, but this is the conversation. I actually tweeted it yesterday, and then I had to remember something. I tweeted about the Miami Dolphins and the Dallas Cowboys, two of the mm -hmm. best teams in all of football, yeah. or at least we believe that. Neither of those teams have beaten a good football team. Now, what they do is they play bully ball, right? When you're playing a team that you're better than, when you're playing a team that your roster is more complete than, then you blow them out, right? And that's what gets us excited. That's what makes us feel like these teams can be teams to win a championship. But you also think about the Dallas Cowboys playing down to the Arizona Cardinals early on this year. We right. feel like they've moved past that. Like, we won't see those performances anymore. But are we going to see performances that allow you to beat the Philadelphia Eagles? Are we going to see performances that allow you to beat the San Francisco 49ers? Because we have to remember that two of the losses that the Dallas Cowboys have are to two of the teams you probably have to beat right. to be a Super Bowl champion, to be yeah. an NFC champion. And so that's what we have to figure out about the Dallas Cowboys. When all the chips are on the table and it's great on great, can you be good enough? Can you execute well enough on those days to be the victor in the end? But RC, that's where I would push back a little bit because I do see greatness. I see greatness in the last two months that we're going almost on two months, guys. They've lost one game, and that was to Philadelphia literally by a handful of plays. That was a heavyweight fight, and they stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Eagles, and well, they're going to get them in yeah. Dallas, and, and this Dallas Tannenbaum. Cowboy team is better. We're also oh. going on an entire season where the Philadelphia Eagles have only lost one game. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, right. the, the San Francisco 49ers have never lost a game whole since Brock Purdy has been the quarterback. Right. And so I understand what you're saying. It's it's we're grading the Dallas Cowboys against the Dallas Cowboys. You are now better than what the Dallas Cowboys used to be. We are now more confident in you than we used to be in the Dallas Cowboys. But right. the two teams that they have to play, they've already played and they've lost and they've played better over a longer period of time. And and like, we know San Francisco is a very good football team. Mm -hmm. We know Philadelphia is a very good football team. We think Dallas is. And, we're, and I, I understand the comment of you can only play who's on your schedule. I'm, I'm inherently aware of that. But we have to try to, like, look forward to who this football team is. I think, like, the question I have is this, uh, amongst others. So the last three games I've talked about, the, the, the Giants, the Panthers, and the Commanders, 28th, 31st, and 32nd in defense. Dak has been awesome. Can Dak go do that in January? When he's not playing against the 28th, 31st, and 32nd, he's been awesome. I, I, I'm not I, taking anything away from him. Right. But I know Jalen can. Right, but, but to answer that question, Dan, that's the old axiom. How do you get better this time of the year? It's from within. And when you look at Dallas, Brandon Cooks, I, I've heard you guys talk about, hey, get it, Brandon but Cooks more But also that, that context, Mike T, is, is – assuming that San Francisco is not getting better from within right. or a Philly is not getting better from within. They absolutely are. So why Dallas might be, we have data and we have film that says, oh, I watched San Francisco go up and down the field on Seattle last week. And I watched Philadelphia play a pretty good football game. And when it mattered the most against one of the best defenses in football and the Chiefs last week, I haven't seen that out of Dallas. Right. And we, haven't, and we haven't had the opportunity to see it since the San Francisco, well, the Philadelphia game and the teams they've played since. So, RC, we did talk about that tweet of yours uh, early in the show. Like, what, what, what prompted it and kind of where are you on the idea of like, hey, all they can do is play the teams in front of them. Are they actually getting better while they do that? Yeah. 
what, what prompted it was I was sitting in my house and I was feeling really good about the Dallas Cowboys and I was saying <laughs> great things and I was talking to people after Thanksgiving dinner and maybe I was a little full. Maybe it was a sugar high. I don't know what the hell it is. You know, for me, I eat one plate of food and 17 plates of dessert. That's the way it works for me on Thanksgiving. And so maybe it was the sugar that just had me all hop, hopped up on Mountain Dew or something because I was just saying to myself, oh, Dallas is this, Dallas is that. Look at the way they're playing defensively. Watch them rush the passer. Dak Prescott should be an MVP. I'm saying all these things, and then I start to settle down. I was like, but damn, they ain't beat nobody. Yep. And you start to look at their schedule and you look at their resume. And I think Dan put it in such an impressive way when he's saying we're talking about the, the film and the fill and the resume. Those two things are different. When you look at the eye test of yesterday, it's like this team can beat anybody. But then right. when you look at the resume and you said this team hasn't beat anybody. Right. And that's sort of the feeling that I started to get. But there was a... A, a promo of the Miami Dolphins. And I was like, man, the Miami Dolphins are probably going to kill the Jets tomorrow. And then I thought about it to myself, oh, crap. They ain't played nobody either. Yeah. And so it yeah. was just that sort of thought process for me uh -huh. that made me think to myself, I believe these teams are so good. I believe both of those teams are so talented, but they haven't proven anything. What they do is when you're playing against somebody that can't play with you, they yeah. make sure they show up on those days and beat those teams convincingly. But what are they going to do with all the chips on the table in January? Yeah, for me, RC, it's even this, like, if you take the fourth quarter Dallas Cowboys against the Eagles or the fourth quarter Dallas Cowboys against the Panthers or fourth quarter Dallas Cowboys against Washington, yeah, I think they could probably beat the San Francisco 49ers. The truth is that game yesterday was 20-10 to 10 on third and one. Two weeks ago, it was 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter there. It was 17-10 mm -hmm. versus the Carolina Panthers. And everyone raves about the performance against Philly. The first three quarters, they were down 14 right. points. And right. Dak was like 12 of 22 for 200 yards. It wasn't this mm -hmm. unbelievable performance. Can they get that fourth quarter suffocating snowball performance in three straight weeks in the playoffs. And that's that we're going to have a chance to find out because the schedule will toughen up on them uh, going forward. We'll get a chance for RC to find out whether it was just the pumpkin pie talking or whether the Cowboys really are that good. But when we <laughs> come back. I don't no pumpkin pie. He can't well, we'll talk about what you ate. Anyway, we're coming back, we'll talk about KC's big concern. Will the Chiefs receivers prevent Mahomes from getting another ring this season? How dire is that situation? Plus, with his offensive coordinator out, is all the pressure now on Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh? Our Steeler Ryan Clark weighs in and he'll tell you what kind of pie he had. All that and more on Get Up when we come back. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. 
One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Clear the decks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Get up! Get on up! It's so good it will make you slap your own mama. I'm gonna bust this up when we get down here. <laughs> Swaggoo, explain yourself. This is the same thing I would say with no cameras around. Oh, we got it going now. Look who's made his way here. South Palantonio. Yeah. I'm feeling real good. <laughs> the laughter. Is <laughs> 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 excruciating. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. More of that later in the show. <laughs> I'm still searching for the point. I'm going to be humble all humble today. Yeah. Day yeah. Long. What do you think of that? What do I think of that? <laughs> I can answer that question now. Hell no. <laughs> what is the smelliest kind of ox? Oh, God. A buttocks. Hmm. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm back with my people. <laughs> they took me off a of con today on Thursday. <laughs> Got me in Pleasantville now. Beat that back. <laughs> Bart, you a fool, man. <laughs> I can't. I literally have no oxygen in my life, guys. Lord have mercy. I don't get to hang out with y'all often, man. I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> Tons of fun here all week on Get Up. Time to play What Are the Chances with some more games today and this weekend. Ryan Clark, what are the chances that the Jets upset the Dolphins this afternoon? One percent, because I just felt like I had to give a percentile. But I would have went zero if that wasn't something that was probably improbable or impossible to do on this show. But when you look at the New York Jets, as great as they've been defensively, we watched them let down last week. You're mm-hmm. now starting a quarterback in Bo- in Bo- who cannot even play better to me than Zach Wilson. And so going forward against a Miami Dolphins team that is in a playoff run and stretch, I expect them to execute and beat the Jets today. Mike Tannenbaum, chances the Giants upset the Patriots on Sunday. Based on the proprietary algorithm, it's 41.8%. And this is actually remarkable. Why would this be an upset? This is remarkable. We're talking about the New York Giants and the New England Patriots. The Patriots had three different quarterbacks actually have first-team reps this week, and they're favored. I just can't think that Tommy DeVito is going to lead the team to victory. New England still has a relatively good defense, and I think that's how they win this game. Orlovsky, the Chiefs have had trouble scoring in the second half. What are the chances they do that against the Raiders on Sunday? Uh, unneeded straight to Tommy DeVito there. I'm say 100%. There's no <laughs> way that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid go a month straight without scoring in the second half. 
I think they got to fix some of their miscommunication, not seeing it on the same as the quarterback flaws, drops penalties, but they will score against one of their arch rivals, the Raiders. It would be, it would end a trend, as you mentioned. They have been held scoreless in the second half in three straight games. Guys, and this there's number, no way. This number is incredible. That's, that's crazy. 5.3 points per game average for the season in the second half. That is the lowest number in the entire. It's less than a touchdown. NFL. <laughs> that, that's, that's correct. It is less than a touchdown. It's very good. You're very smart, man. Doing some math and a little subtraction for us here uh, on a Friday morning. Why, 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 why? What's going on? Why can't they score in the second half? I think a big thing is that the receivers are, are, not, are not seeing it the same way as Patrick Mahomes. Mm. There's a lot of nuance to this offense when it comes to, you know, like some of the routes and when Patrick gets out of the pocket and whatnot. But even in structure, like there's rules that have to be followed by wide receivers. Justin Watson at the bottom of the screen ends up running a post. It's press man with one safety in the middle field. Should that be a go route? MVS at the top of this route when it comes to a corner. Patrick wants to take him, wants him to take it higher, kind of towards the pylon of the end zone. He's running it flatter. So that you could see it right there with Patrick's arm. Like that's the signal for being guy. I want you to go higher there. So yes, the drops are a conversation. But, like, I think that gets fixed, at least improved. You would think. The penalties are a conversation. I think that gets improved. Really. Like, my big takeaway or my big thing is, can they get this young, unproven receiving core to, yeah. to get on the same page as Patrick Mahomes when it comes to structure or in-structure pass game? I, I agree with all that, but the most important thing, Dan, it's the offensive line. If you juxtapose the last two games, Kansas City against Philadelphia, in the Super Bowl, guys, Patrick Mahomes, as Hembo reminded me, 34 dropbacks, no sacks. Yeah. Orlando Brown was a difference maker at tackle. Now sure. you have Jawan Taylor there and Donovan Smith on the other side. They're just not as good. I don't care what the stats say. When you watch them play, and Dan, you allude to this, they do help. They slide. They chip. They are not the same up front, and that makes a huge difference in this passing game. Well, what the stats say is they can't score in the second half. We've already, we've already dealt with that particular stat. RC, what's your concern level here on the uh, defending champs? I mean, my concern level is high because we don't judge the Kansas City Chiefs based on whether or not they can be in the playoffs, whether or not they can win one playoff game. This is about winning Super Bowls with the best player in the entire world, which is Patrick Mahomes. And very simply, you say, hey, Sky Moore on fourth and two against the Denver Broncos when Patrick Mahomes basically walks the post corner into your hands. Maybe you should grab it and hold on to it. That would be a touchdown. Hey, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, when you get behind the defense and Brad Bradley Roby in a cover zero or in something where you're triple teaming Travis Kelsey and the ball hits you in between the ones, possibly if you catch it, that could also be a touchdown. And so I think those are the simplistic ways to look at it. Now let's look at Matt Nagy and the way that the offense runs in the second half. Do they use Isaiah Pacheco enough? Remember a team that was once the best team or the best screen team in all of football who don't, who, and now they don't go to that play as often yeah. as they used to, which gives you easy yardage, which gives you an opportunity to get into the play-action game if the run is working. And so I think that this team in the second half becomes too Patrick Mahomes-reliant when you don't have the guys on the outside in order to complete those play plays, in order to make those explosives count. And so I think Matt Nagy is going to go to ha have to go back to the drawing board and think more about who they are schematically. Be more aware in yourself, Scout, about the ways that you change in the second half as opposed to the first half. Where's the patience? Where's the consistency in the run? Where's the play 
action pass. And I think some of those things can help Patrick Mahomes be better and more comfortable. Yeah. But the bottom line comes to making plays. The guys on the outside have to make plays because they've actually had opportunity. I think that, to Mike T's point, when it comes to their offensive tackles, one of the things that's happened is those guys have struggled. So it's, well, where's Travis Kelsey? RC, we talked about this on live last week, and you were like, is there more that they can do for Kelsey? And they're living in this world where they have to take Travis Kelsey so often and help those tackles, chip, chip. And so Kelsey can't be like the focal point of their pass game too much because right. they need to help those tackles. And so it's incumbent at RC's point of some of those guys making those catches. It's paramount that those guys show up. I think the interesting part is this. When does it come to a point where – Patrick, Andy Reid, and Matt Nagy go, hey, from now on, only the guys that I know and trust will get the job done or on the field. Yes. Well, so is it Noah Gray a little bit more? Agreed. You, you know, guys like that where, hey, we're, in, we're almost in December. Yeah. Well, I think first, before they do that, they have to find those guys, right? I mean, who would be well, the I think you feel great about Travis yeah. Kelsey. You yeah. feel yeah. great right. about Noah Gray, Jet McKinnon, RC's point with some of their screen right. game. Maybe Rasheed yeah. Rice is probably their four yep. guys. We'll Watson. see as it goes along. We come back, though. Uh, we have more to discuss on the NFL from yesterday. The Cowboys are feasting right now. Should that have everyone else on the NFC in on high alert? That was my uh, Orlovsky's destroying the studio on his way to a touchscreen. He's going to break down why Dak is the hottest quarterback in the league. Those are your words, Grass. Stick with us on Get Up. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Back on Get Up, here's your wake-up call, courtesy of Duran Bland with Jim Nance on the mic. Second and ten. There it is! This is history! If Bland can take it the distance, this will be the record! Bland for the fifth time has a pick six! It's never happened in the history of the NFL! What 
a season for Deron Bland. It's his fifth pick six of the year. That sets a new NFL single season record. In fact, it's the most pick sixes in Cowboys history for an entire career. Bland has more touchdowns than guys like Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf this year. Remember we were worried about Trayvon Diggs and how they're going to replace him? Well, they figured it out. That's the defense. I want to talk about the offense. Yeah. You've got a Dak Prescott tape that shows why he is red hot right now. It's the counter punches for this offense. They're showing you one thing and then having a option B or option C when it comes to some of their touchdowns. This was early in the game. It's a really nice job by Brandon Cooks in the slot and sitting there going, how do guys get this wide open in the NFL, especially players like a Brandon Cooks who has been successful with basically every quarterback that he's been with? That beautiful ball by Dak Prescott on the throwback. Again, CeeDee Lamb, one of the hottest receivers in the NFL. So I want to show everybody what the counter punches look like. So when Dallas gets into this set in motion and Cooks is in the slot, they motion this tight end over. There's something very specific that they often get to. What they're going to do is go ball fake with their tail back that way. And they take the tight end and they secure the edge. Now they run what we call a smash concept. Receiver at the bottom of screen is going to run a deep stop. Brandon Cooks is going to run a corner route. And then with that ball fake, they're going to get Dak Prescott out on the edge. So that's what they usually do. Now, this is the counter punch. Beautiful job, a couple things. Number one, this safety has vision on Dak Prescott. Dak is coming out on this movement, staring down at that number one receiver because that's what he usually does. Read this concept low to high. That's step number one. Step number two, Brandon Cooks is doing a great job of also starting to lean to that corner and peeking. You're trying to sell to the defense. Here comes that usual corner route because this guy's got great leverage. That safety now sees that in the middle field. Look where he starts to run. This way. Now the counter punch is this. Instead of going to that corner, Brandon Cooks is going to sell the corner and go all the way back across the field for a post. Deck sets up. Beautiful. So the Cowboys show one thing but do a different thing. Now I want to show everybody CeeDee Lamb in the slot. Okay, When they get into the slot, CeeDee Lamb does what we call a little sugar motion. Biggest part of this, third and one. When they do that consistently and they get that motion and this defender follows, they're trying to figure out it's man coverage. Okay, man coverage. Now what they usually do in this situation, CeeDee Lamb, one of the best slant runners in the NFL is they're just trying to get him the football in third and short. Okay, you're going to take the tight end, run a shallow, and CeeDee Lamb would run this slant. Third and one. So consistently do they do that. Slant in-breaking route, but damn, Dak hangs in the pocket and throws this touchdown to the front pylon. That is not an in-breaking route. Everyone pay attention. Right side of our screen, okay? I told you, usually they run the slant. There goes that tight end clearing. Now here comes CeeDee Lamb. What he does is he goes to slant, and instead of staying on that slant, he goes slant to the corner route. Beautiful job of fighting. See that defender now thinks that inbreaker is going to come. Dak throws that ball with great touch to the front pylon for CeeDee Lamb, and there's that counter. Two touchdowns really are because Mike McCarthy said, hey, usually we do this. The counter punches the option off of that, and it's really good plan and execution in their pass game right now. It looks outstanding, but the question we've been dealing with all morning is how will it look once they're not playing You know, the commanders? No offense, but the commanders statistically near the bottom of the league on defense. So, uh, RC, is this the kind of stuff that you think translates for the Cowboys when that competition does start to elevate? 
you know what I think it's the kind of thing that translates when you play football in general right you do have to win the game against the teams that you're better than but you also have to think about being good on good and when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles on the back end with James Bradbury with Darius Slay Elias Ricks and Bradley Roby you think that you should have great matchups against that team and you look at the fourth quarter of that game and we watch Dak Prescott start to get things rolling you saw how dominant C.D. Lamb could be in the inside in between the numbers against some of those backups or replacement players and so I do believe that this is something that they can do moving forward but it's also about execution guys it's about executing in the red zone and not throwing the football to Schumacher right on the goal line right it's about Dak Prescott being able to turn the corner or Brandon Graham not rushing or not pursuing the football the way that he did against the Phil- against the Dallas Cowboys when they played the Philadelphia Eagles that allows Dak Prescott to get in the end zone instead of stepping out of bounds it's about not having an illegal motion it's about not allowing a sack in the high red zone so there's all these things that they still have to do on top of what we saw from Dan that say this is how you win games in important moments mm-hmm. and we still haven't seen them do that but from an execution standpoint as an offense this is the best they've been under Mike McCarthy you know what sticks out to me if we go back to Dan's cut up is look at the protection if it was sure. flag football that was an unbelievably clean pocket now look Context is everything. No Montez Sweat, no Chase Young. But when we were just talking about Patrick Mahomes and the pressure he's facing, guys, compared to what that tape just showed, that protection has been flawless. You talk about a healthy Tyron Smith, Terrence Steele, Zach Martin, Tyrosa. That is where it all starts. Dak is way too talented that if he has time, guys, he will keep playing this way. I don't care who they play. Yeah, and the legs, right? He's he's used his legs so much this year to hurt teams (laughs) rather than get away from them. And that – I mean, R.C. said this before. For me, it's the best he's looked in that regard since his ankle injury. Side note, that jacket R.C. has on is absolutely spectacular. Just crushing it. Absolutely. There's no QR code on the screen for that one. R.C., get on now. Large, R.C. Large. Time to play, believe it or not. Dan Orlovsky, Russell Wilson will lead the Broncos to the playoffs. Believe it or not. I believe that right now. I think Russell Wilson's back to playing top 10 football. The movement, the big playmaking at the end of the game. And really, he's a different player than he was in Seattle under Sean Payton, mainly because he's way more consistently patient with the football to give himself the chances. Now they've gotten takeaways, and their young edge rushers are playing awesome. But the way that Russell Wilson's playing football, they at least have hope that that can happen in Denver. Mike T., Jordan Love will lead the Packers to the playoffs, believe it or not. Not only do I believe it, it is oh. a mortal lock. They, were, they are going to go to the playoffs. Jordan Love <laughs> is a greatly improved quarterback. They are extremely young at the skilled players. We talked about that at both receiver and tight end. This team is coming. Jordan Love is coming. Yesterday was not a fluke. RC, Steelers make the playoffs now that they have parted ways with offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Do you believe it or not? I mean, I believe it like I believed in Santa Claus up until I was about 10 years old. I don't know necessarily what the changes that Mike Sullivan is going to make as a play caller, but it has to be better. They has to rely on Jalen Warren. When you look at the schedule, I'd said last week that they had an opportunity in a month to be a team that was sitting at 10-3. and three. They still have that remaining schedule against a backup quarterback, the Arizona Cardinals, and Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. They have to take advantage of that offensively and allow, I mean defensively and allow some of their playmakers to make plays offensively to do just enough to win these games. So when we look at this, the big move, obviously, RC, was the Matt Canada firing earlier this week. 
Kenny Pickett, second-year quarterback. Now, I think there's a sense out there that he has to play better now. He has to show that maybe it was the scheme that was holding him back. Do you agree with that? Would you put Kenny Pickett on the hot seat at this point? You know what? I don't necessarily put him on the hot seat, but it's warm as hell. It's like when you get in a car and somebody tries to do something extremely nice for you, so they put the heated seats on, and then about five minutes through, you're like, why in the hell is my booty burning so bad? Yeah. I think that's sort of where Kenny Pickett's seat is, right? He's trying to figure out, can he be the quarterback or the franchise quarterback of this team? Can you make plays in quarters one, two, and three and not yeah. always have to be counted on in the last five minutes of the game? But they have to use the middle of the field. Now that Pat Fryermuth is healthy, maybe they push footballs down, down the field in between the numbers. Can they give George Pickens those opportunities and one-on-ones? And this team has to be a running football team first. You have Eddie Faulkner, who is a guy that's coming from the running back room. Mike mm-hmm. Sullivan, who has called plays before. What can they do differently with the bones of Matt Canada's offense? We have yeah. to remember they're not going to have this full overhaul and become the Todd Munkin Baltimore Ravens. They're still going to be who they started this season in training camp as, but they're now going to call plays differently, try to execute those things differently, and if they can just get just enough that allows this great defense to close out games for them. Heated steering wheel overheated seats, though. The heated steering wheel is a, is a like a, a luxury in comparison to the but, seats. But if you have a jacket with the pivot, you don't need either. That, I'm telling you, that jacket's sharp, man. Guys, um, we're trying to talk about the Steelers. Here's uh, – Keep it focused, please. Please. The day after Thanksgiving. Um, it's clean. What can I say? RC, for me – it, you know, I think one of the surprising things about the Steelers' offense that has been good is that they have run the football well. My, one yes. of my big gripes yep. is that they don't do anything off of to benefit from that. Mm-hmm. They just run the ball. There's mm-hmm. never an, an action that looks like the run that they can get easy throws in for Kenny Pickett. True. And I'm not talking easy bootlegs. I'm talking – you know, so you saw Jordan Love throw some of those big inbreakers for 20 yards just – Pittsburgh mm-hmm. doesn't do that. So, like, can they get some of those for him? Because that's the big thing for me, RC, is I want to see, like, can, can you be a, like a, a good intermediate passing quarterback? It, it, you can't just dink and dunk yep. your way down the field nowadays in the NFL. So, you know, can they use some of that one-back power where those guards are pulling to create some, like, chunk throws for their offense? I think there's two things they can do right now yeah, to zero. make themselves better. They yeah. get, get George Pickens the ball quickly. Like, every game he should have five to seven touches. He is a difference maker. Which means moving him to places other than, hey, go stand near the sidelines by yourself. 100%. And the other thing I would do is I would put Jalen Warren (laughs) on the field with Najee Harris. Because when you put them on the field together, you're going to put different types of pressure on the defense. Move Jalen Warren around. Put him in the slot. He's an explosive playmaker. And to me, they can, as you talked about, build off of the running game, get him in space more. It's almost like Philadelphia did the other night. Remember Philadelphia against Kansas City yeah. with um, Gainwell and Swift yep. on yeah. the field at the same time? Only personnel. And, and it Swift. was a little bit of, yep. you know, Swift getting some different touches, not just, hey, hand it off to him. Maybe they can use a Warren in that regard as well. Yeah, Let's, uh, the first test of all this will be this week against the Cincinnati Bengals, and I want to uh, put up the picks for that game. We've made some picks on who we think uh, will win that game, and it's split. Look at that. RC, you've obviously got the Steelers. Is that a, is that a homer pick, or do we really like that matchup for them? 
He could be. You honest. know what? I really like this matchup. When you okay. look at the Cincinnati Bengals, they haven't been as great defensively as they were early on in the season in the last two weeks. Aside from that, you don't have a guy in Joe Burrow who makes this entire yeah. thing tick. That confidence that he can bring is now gone. And for the Steelers, there's going to be some sort of renewed sense of energy that says, okay, now things can be different offensively without Matt Canada. And that also permeates through off the defense, too. And I think T.J. Watt and the boys get after Jake Browning. Going to be tough, obviously, for the Bengals uh, with Burrow out for the rest of the season. The NBA in-season tournament is going to roll on tonight with another group play doubleheader. 7.45 Eastern, Jimmy Butler and the Heat take on Julius Randle and the Knicks. Then Steph and the Warriors host Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs. Coverage tips with NBA countdown at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Coming up, a huge game Sunday. Are the Eagles on upset alert against the Buffalo Bills? We'll explain why the Eagles have to win this game. But first, we got sneaky Hembo for Orlovsky, who's doing laps to get ready. The question is, what is the number one scoring offense in the NFL since the start of the 2022 season? Dan O, if he's not too dizzy, we'll answer that when we come back on Get Up. I don't get dizzy, Grass. I'm an athlete, bro. Whatever, man. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Back with you on Get Up. It is Sneaky Hembo time. This one is for Dan Orlovsky. What's the number one scoring offense in the NFL over the last two seasons? I'm going to go. So you said Miami. That's not the answer. And then you're like, well, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And then I was like, maybe it's the Dallas Cowboys because everyone fired Kellen Moore. Let's say the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are third on the list behind the Eagles, who are second, and the Cowboys, who are first by kind of a lot. 29.1 points per game. And the next is the Eagles at 27.8. Bills. Hembo, why would you ask me that question? He he wanted to trick you. He is sneaky. That's why we call it sneaky Hembo. I don't know. Honestly, I I read it before I had a chance to think about it, so I don't know if I would have got it. I got to be honest. Let's play a game of who you got, starting with. The Browns and the Broncos. RC, who you got in the Browns-Broncos game? 
You know what? I have the Broncos. You look at where the Broncos have been playing recently, forcing turnovers defensively. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton finding some sort of common ground in protecting the football and then making those extra above the X's and O's plays when it counts most late in games at Cortland Sutton becoming a big-time receiver, especially in the red mm-hmm. zone. I think they find a way to beat DTR and the beat-up Browns. Let's put up everybody else's picks for this game and see uh, who the rest of us have got. Look, I'm all by Ross. myself. I love that Browns defense. What am I missing? They can't shut down the Broncos? The quarterback. I, I, I do think they can, and I think Fair. that Cleveland-Pittsburgh game wasn't as close as the score because there was an Njoku dropped touchdown. Mm. But the reason I like Denver is – Cleveland is so reliant on Amari Cooper to make big plays. Yeah. Patrick Sertan is playing. RC could speak to it better than me, better than anybody cornerback-wise yeah, in the NFL. And I think like he can kind of slow that pass game down even more. Got it. So we'll see. Well, was, uh, mine is reliant on Miles Garrett more than it is on Amari Cooper and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Next one is Jaguars-Texans. This is Ooh. a game I'm covering this weekend. Orlovsky, who you got in this big one? This is a must-win for the Jacksonville Jaguars if they want to keep afloat and kind of win their division. Remember, six or so weeks ago, they lost to Houston at home. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars because of the big playability from Trevor Lawrence that we've started to see over the last month or so. His legs have become a significant part of the conversation as well. Let's see who else everybody has in this game. Jaguars, Texans. Is everybody agreeing with Orlovsky? Nobody's agreeing with Orlovsky. Everybody else on the C.J. Stroud train. Yeah, there's two big reasons here. If you just took the names off the jerseys, the better quarterback this year is C.J. Stroud. He has outplayed Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence. And Jacksonville's defense, guys, has been disappointing. I wanted to pick Jacksonville, but the more you look at it, Houston's defense is about the same yeah. as Jacksonville. I'm going with the better quarterback. Houston already beat them once this year, and this if they beat them on Sunday, they'll be in first place in the division. Texans continue to be one of the great stories of the league this year. One more on who you got. RC, Bills and Eagles, who you got? You know, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Josh Allen hasn't been as good on the road as he's been at home. I know Joe Brady's now the offensive coordinator, and we saw some of those things that could put Josh in a position to succeed. And I just love Jalen Hurts in the big game moments. We're seeing Brian Johnson find ways to put the ball in the hands of DeAndre Swift. We saw them play without A.J. Brown having a monster day and watching Devontae Smith step up. And defensively, they just understand how to close out games from their front four and I expect to see much of the same this week against the Buffalo Bills. What do you think? We have the Eagles on upset alert here? They're definitely on ups- upset alert, absolutely. Buffalo can 100% go on upset. the road and win this game. I, uh, Why are you so mad about it? No, because the, the injuries, I think it would be an upset RC. I, I, do, I do think that. Now, and I think they're on upset alert. I think Philly wins this game. They're going to have to be – so Philly has struggled defensively in a couple areas, but one is handling motion. We've talked about that with Buffalo. Joe Brady last week used it a ton. So they're going to have to be really good in that regard and better than they were. But because of the injuries with Buffalo and how good we think Philadelphia is, Philadelphia is the healthier team. Philadelphia yeah. is the better team right now. And I do think, like, great game, but Philly wins it. Yeah, it's part of this, this schedule stretch the Eagles are on that we've been talking about now for a couple weeks. Of course, they started yeah. off great by beating the Chiefs last week. But if you look at this, they are, they are, our FPI favors them to lose uh, each of their next three games. Yeah. Uh, starting Sunday Ooh. at home against the Bills, then the 49ers, then at Dallas in that highly anticipated rematch. What do you think, Mike T? Yeah, I really like Buffalo for two big reasons. One is Philly had this big emotional win 
on Monday night. And then secondly, Buffalo's the more desperate team. That's and the true. name is Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver can make up for some of the Matt Milanos and Jadavius Whites being out. Ed Oliver's playing great football yes. right now. But he's going to have to be the best player on the field for Buffalo to win that game. Him and Josh Allen, obviously. Uh, my, my concern with Buffalo defensively when it comes to this game with Philly is Buffalo plays so little. Like, size-wise, again, because of some of the injuries, and that's a little bit of their nature, like the Philadelphia Eagles run game versus the just the lack of size and weight in Buffalo's front seven becomes a a greater concern as this game gets into the second half. Marcy, I've been thinking that that Buffalo's biggest problem is that these guys on defense that they lost are not not coming back, and it's going to be too much for them to overcome. Is that fair? (laughs) No, that, that's extremely fair, Dan, and you've watched it throughout the season. This team's not figure out ways to come up with big-time stops, but you look at last week, Taylor Rapp is out as he's replacing yeah. Micah Hyde. My, Matt Milano is not coming back. Tredavious White is not coming back to the outside, and you go out and you get Razul Douglas, who played extremely well last week, but yeah. it's not that same sort of lockdown play that you would get from an all-pro caliber corner, and so I believe that when you look at week-to-week, the Buffalo Bills can find ways to win, but the overall pitch doesn't look as good for them or as bright for them because you've lost some of those big-time stars. Should they be in on Shaq Leonard floating around out there now available? Uh, look, I think Shaq Leonard actually you has a market think, when you think about it. Philadelphia could use a bit of linebacker, Buffalo, and how about the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. Lee Vanderish. So, to me, if I'm Shaq Leonard, yeah. any of those three teams makes a ton of sense. Yeah, we'll be watching that one closely here in the next couple days, see where he lands, having been waived by the Colts earlier this week. At the top of the hour when we're done here, first take is next. Just how impressive are the Cowboys after yesterday's win? Are the 49ers the NFC's most dangerous team? Molly, Stephen A., Orlovsky, R.C., Canty, the whole gang on first take next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tonight, six new champions will be crowned at the PFL World Championship in Washington, D.C. Prelims begin at 5 Eastern, and the main card pay-per-view begins at 8 Eastern. And you can catch all the action on ESPN+. Meanwhile, on planet Earth, we got Mississippi State interim coach Greg Knox entering the field with his team, riding a four-wheeler ahead of the Egg Bowl against Ole Miss. Mike T., your thoughts? Well, unfortunately, it didn't ride them to victory, but boy, that's... his presence was certainly felt. Perhaps a, a motorcycle uh, would have been the way to go. That might have led to uh, more points. Uh, Mississippi State lost that game 17-7 uh, to Ole Miss in the annual renewal of the Egg Bowl. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on this day after Thanksgiving. Get up. We've enjoyed it. First take is next. We'll be back with you next week. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, 
marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.